What's your favourite dinosaur? Oh, uh, Triceratops, maybe? Oh, it's one of the classics. What, why Why that? Uh, they just, just got funky heads, don't they? Do you reckon like, you could befriend one? Uh, oh, are they... They're, they're herbivores, weren't they? Yeah, but then so is a hippo. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I could be friends with a hippo. Well, they're, why, 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 they're absolute satans of the pond, hippos. Uh, are they? Oh, yeah. James. Look at I, hippo's I, I skull. <laughs> it's a horror <laughs> show. It's like loads of like horrible bone girders coming out of like a very angry man's sort of armoured vehicle prototype. Okay. Yeah, hippos, but, uh, they slaughter a lot of people all the time. Okay, well, that's worrying, actually, because they have quite a lot in common with Triceratops. Well, yeah, this is what's dawning on me now. Like, the Triceratops is like some nightmarish high-powered prototype of the hippo. <laughs> well, I'm glad, uh, glad all those bastards went extinct. Yeah, jerks. Uh, what, why'd you ask? I just wondered. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. What's your favourite dinosaur? Oh, now. Um, yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Actually, do you know what? We're more alike than you think, you and I. I like Protoceratops, which is essentially a small shit Triceratops. Oh, uh, okay. It, pr- proto makes it sound like you were just, you're just saying, I like a Triceratops before they were cool. <laughs> I like Hipsterceratops. Listener to episode 15 of season two of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast, the only podcast you need in the opinion of Alice Bell, who is not here. Uh, we've been told she is ill, which may just be a cover story for her plan to spend all of today swimming in the Scrooge McDuck gold coin pool that I imagine she's built with her book royalties. Oh, yeah, they are famous for doing that. Mm. Uh, so instead, you have me, James, and Nate. How are you, Nate? I'm really good. Uh, it's nice to be on this two-person horse with, you know, one of my most trustworthy cowboys. Yeah. So, yeah, Aww. I'm looking forward to, you know, riding into this desert. No, isn't that lovely? I'm shitting myself. Uh, I've got <laughs> I, oh, don't I'm, worry. If the wheels fall <laughs> off, I'll just talk shit for 10 minutes until everything stabilizes. Well, yeah, no, normally, normally my job on this podcast is to sit quietly while you and Alice say all the funny and insightful stuff, laugh occasionally, and then mumble something about SSDs or something for five minutes. No, it's so, cool. Uh, this it's is like, a- do you remember that um, Planet Earth documentary with the little baby geese, and they had to, like, leap off the massive cliff in Norway, and it was like mm. a big jump of faith. Do you remember? Uh, br- broadly. But they learned am, to- I, am I a little geese? Yeah, yeah, and you're learning to fly on the way down. Oh. <laughs> Admittedly, a lot of the geese oh, no. just smacked into rocks. <laughs> but you're a lucky goose. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we will. We meaning I will do our best. And speaking of being the best, um, we begin join with some... the Marines. <laughs> 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 oh, what dark heel turn that would be for us. Speaking of being the best, we begin with uh, Olympic-level esports news, because Fortnite has been announced as one of the event games for, make sure I've got this right, the Olympic Esports Series 2023, mm. uh, which is a four-day competitive gaming festival to set to take place in Singapore next month. Now, the context for this is the International Olympic Committee, who, of course, have been organizing the actual Olympic Games for over a century, Announced back in March, uh, most of the other games that would make up this event, um, they announced nine at the time. Yeah. And the common thread between them is they all emulate, they quite closely emulate real life sports or other competitive disciplines. So for, motor, so for motorsport, you've got Gran Turismo 7, 
uh, for cycling, it's Zwift, which is a bike racing game where you play by actually pedaling a bike. Oh, wow. Uh, chess is literally just chess.com, which <laughs> it's, it's just chess. Um, Hang on, what's chess.com? Are they using the website? Yeah. Oh, bless them. I, I, I think that's a... I think that's the one that I, I, I want to say like actual, I don't want to say actual chess tournaments because that's disrespectful to anyone taking part in this. Um, but I think that's what, I think that website is like the standard for um, competitive chess. Now, can, um, we, can we moonwalk on this a bit? Because yeah, sure. I'm feeling a little startled by the whole, this is the first I've heard of it. Is it an actual Olympics? It's not the Olympics. It is... Um, I guess branded by and organised by the International Olympic Committee, who who do organise the Olympics. So, really? Oh, so it is an Olympics. I. It could be argued it's an Olympics. Yeah. Well, if it's um, yeah, if it's done by the uh, you know, by the the same team who brought you the Olympics, I guess it's the <laughs> Olympics because there's the Winter Olympics and the Paralympics. And they're just as yeah. Olympic as the Olympic Olympics, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's a perfectly uh, reasonable reading of it. Um, the The funny thing about Fortnite, it would appeal, it would initially appear to be an exception to the yeah. other games because the um, because it it's not like closely emulating a sport when played normally. However, the IOC has in fact said that it will use a specially designed Fortnite creative island. Made to reflect sport shooting competitions. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> so presumably they've they've built a, a target shooting range in Fortnite. Right. So Fortnite is repping for all the guns in the Olympics. I yeah, literally all the guns. This is fascinating. I wonder what. I wonder what the rationale was for doing this at all, because it seems. I mean, I don't know anyone on the Olympic Committee, so I might just be, you know, stereotyping wildly, but I kind of imagine them as a sort of a, you know, we are carrying the flame of human culture sort of organisation who'd be quite snooty about something like this. Mm. I mean, great that they're not, but it surprises me. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could could argue it's them acknowledging the, I guess, the place of games in culture. Which is lovely. Um, it is lovely. I, uh, I I don't think we should be like um like like seeking seeking the approve like games should be seeking the approval of old timey installations. Um, I guess I guess it could be cool. Although I my my issue with it is it seems all a bit redundant. Like yeah. there are already there are already loads of competitions to watch if you want to see someone you know drive about in circles or shoot stationary targets or indeed play chess. <laughs> um. It doesn't seem to be taking advantage, I guess, of the more unique uh, challenges you can only have in a video game. Yeah, I mean, like even the, even the taekwondo game they're using, which is called Virtual Taekwondo, is controlled by you performing real taekwondo moves in front of a camera. See, this is um right. Okay, you may have to like forcibly wrestle me off this, but I've got. A little bit of a hobby horse here. Like, I've always... I've always not liked sports very much, and part of that was just because I was a fat child. But also, I think sports are very unimaginative. And there's a good reason for that, because they're like an activity which has been pared down to its most almost like experimental conditions so it can be replicated perfectly for a fair game wherever. Okay. But, but the problem is that nothing mental happens. Like, you know, it's like, you know, they don't release guess, lions yeah. in football. <laughs> you know, they, the, they, you can't the do The physics engine stuff. never breaks. And yeah. yeah. It all has to be sensible. And like the reason I've gravitated to games all my life is because they really don't. Um, yes, yeah, so it, seems, it seems odd to take this sort of clinical sporting mentality. And as you say, like, you know, there's all sorts of things only games can do. So it just seems very odd to curate a selection that just sort of poorly ate like reality. Ungamey, ungamey as possible. I mean, it begs the question: which games would you put in? Uh, I mean, if I'm being like really unimaginative, I'd go for stuff like 
Counter Strike or Dota Two. Um, Would you are, just go for the big multiplayer like successes? To I, I think probably not. Not like not just because they're big, but I think they're big for various reasons that make them ideal like spectator sports. Because this is because this is the thing. Um, I kind of feel like even extremely high level sports like the Olympics, they're they are first and foremost spectator events. Yeah. The, the process and results of finding someone who is the best in the world at a given sport is kind of, I don't know, it probably didn't start this, it probably didn't start this way, but it seems to have become like just an incidental side effect of, of putting on this spectator event. Um, games, games like CSGO or Dota 2 are like relatively, um, they're relatively easy to follow, which is good for spectators. Um, but also, like I, f- I think they can have um, a fair degree of what what you were saying with those like are oh, those holy shit moments that come out of nowhere and seem to oh yeah Dota break. definitely yeah yeah for sure Dota um, I I don't know if I'd include Fortnite or indeed any other battle royale game because there you know there are a hundred people dropping onto a massive map. Um, which is nearly impossible to adequately follow, yeah. Until until almost the very end. So this is a, it's, it's something I believe that actual um, like more more established esports um, event organizers have come up have you know had problems with like how 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 to pass a game of Fortnite or a game of Apex Legends Ooh, yeah. to in a way that um, you know spectators can follow. So yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'd. I don't know if I'd have gone with Fortnite. I guess. I guess in a way, um, the IOC are getting around this by just using it as a shooting gallery. You made a really good point there that I hadn't thought of. And yeah, how do you spectate Fortnite? I mean, a lot of people watch streamers play it, but that's you're following one person's perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I. So I've not watched really any competitive Fortnite. I've played. I've watched a bit of um, competitive Apex, and they tend to. It's at the start they do a lot of like very rapid jumping between perspectives like all over the map and it's very even me who's played like over a thousand hours of the actual game it's very disconcerting and hard to follow whereas with yeah with dota it's just a a god's eye view of the whole thing at all times what games do you really enjoy spectating if if indeed you do um uh, i i i i keep mentioning it but but dota is the main one um I've I've actually uh, gone abroad to watch a few like live Dota events. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're good fun. It's um, amazing. Where did you go? Uh, so I've been to a cu- I've been to a couple in Germany and one in Stockholm. Nice. Stockholm's a nice place. Uh, yeah, yeah, lovely. Um, and yeah, that's I, I think I think it's a testament to how go- how like good of a spectator game it is. Uh, I normally go with um, a friend of mine who. Hasn't played Dota two in about maybe something like five or six years. Yeah, but he's but like he's always up for, for going to an event because you know anything he anything he hasn't he doesn't know from like the meta changes he can pick up quite quickly. But also it's it's not too difficult to follow. I totally get how that is as well because like yeah. I haven't seriously played a competitive game of Age of Empires in like probably nine months. Like, I'm just sort of pissing about with the AI and stuff. But I still watch, um, like, pro-level Age of Empires pretty much every single night. Um, yeah. It's it's really interesting when you love love playing a game and love watching it, and then those two things become divorced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I mean, how would, would Age of Empires make a good Olympics event, do you reckon? Uh, honestly... The, the problem is, I'm such an Age of Empires, uh, I think simp is the term, um, that I would, you know, I, I would proclaim it fit for everything up to and including leading a manned moon mission. Um, <laughs> in reality, yeah, I mean, the um, there have been a few high-profile tournaments. They're obviously really good because, again, like with, with Dota, you've got the single God's Eye view and stuff. I guess the problem is... It's not all entirely intuitive. And especially like when Ashley listen um like hears me playing the commentary, just astounded by what gobbledygook it is, if you know, uh-huh. you haven't spent ages watching Age of Empires. So yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, maybe I guess, you give I guess the audience that, I guess a little booklet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that would be a problem with um, Dota as well because. Yeah, he, he, I, I say like my, my friend hasn't played in years, he understands it. He, he did play for a while and built up that kind of like base knowledge. Yeah. Which I guess most people won't have if they're, if they're just tuning in. What about Rocket um, League? Rocket League. Ooh, good one. Good one. Yeah, that's, right? Because that yeah, doesn't I mean, get more intuitive than that. Yeah, I mean, it's got, that, it's got that kind of like touchstone of football that people can relate to in terms of, you know, you have to get the ball in the goal. In fact, it's, it's almost it's like a genie granted young me a wish. Like, you know, because I thought football was boring. Well, how about some rocket-powered motor cars? <laughs> now we're talking. It does. It, I, I, I didn't like super with Rocket League playing it, but I, I like how it exists. I like how it's basically like how an eight-year-old would improve football if yeah. he was asked. <laughs> Isn't it Ollie in the office who's really good at it? Ollie's really good at everything. Oh yeah, he's just like an eerie godman, isn't he? <laughs> well, he? You know, he's he's delighted at it. It's his job to to know everything about games. Have you heard him play the piano? No. Oh, it's really enjoyable. I recommend it. Oh. I might even make that my recommendation for this week. No, you're <laughs> cheating. No, well, I, I I I've got a piano and I've kind of like have failed to learn it. So maybe he could uh, make it. Maybe he should write some guides on playing piano. Was it like a legacy yeah. piano, or did you acquire it to learn the piano? I, I bought it to learn the piano. Oh, well, you got yeah. you got time bomb under you then. That must be very stressful. Yeah, I know. I, 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 every time I look at it, it's a reminder of my inadequacies. Oh, my yikes. Imp- and my impatience. I hope you beat the piano, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, um, when is when is this Olympiarunis, then? Uh, it's, uh, sometime next month. Uh, that's June, 2023. If you're listening to this in the distant future. Okay. So it's pretty Um, soon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, June 22nd to 25th. Because I was going to say, what if Fortnite's not cool by the time it comes, by the time it happens? Fortnite was never cool. Good question. Yeah. Is it cool? Was it ever? Uh, speaking of, uh, not cool, but still potentially interesting to watch, uh, esports events yeah did you watch people make games video on competitive excel uh no enlighten me competitive microsoft excel so um the youtube documentary makers uh people make games uh made a very good very funny and entertaining video um we'll link it in the notes for listeners who haven't seen it about the world of um microsoft excel esports wow um which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like um which is using excel very well yeah so i think the i think the most commonly used format is um the competitors are given a very complex uh like mathematical challenge um or or series of challenges and um they have like 30 minutes to complete as many as they can um so, which involves like I, I'm not I'm not an Excel expert um, by any means, um, but it involves you know draw like drawing up formulas and mathematical equation type things, and basically like making making like the best possible use of all the very complex math features that Excel has built in. You know what that feels like to me? That feels like a bloody warlock tournament. <laughs> this is where, well, how well can you make this demon work for you? <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, I did. I did come away from the video with a genuine respect for the concept, though, um, because and this goes back to kind of what I was saying about events needing needing to be good spectator events. Yeah, watching someone concoct these incredibly complex and convoluted strategies, essentially the strats, um, <laughs> has that quality of. Um, beholding someone performing feats that are just well beyond the layman, i.e. me. And Actually, although, yeah, I know what you mean. It doesn't even matter if they're in a field that you're particularly interested in. If it's, you know, if it's startling as a human endeavour, it kind of doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, yeah. So, like, including Excel itself is not visually interesting. Um, but I, as someone who can barely use, like, the sum function in it, can look at someone hitting... 280 keyword actions per minute and working out an overwhelmingly complex math problem in a few seconds. I can look at that and think, oh, wow, that's impressive. 
in the same way that I can look at a footballer scoring a free kick from 30 yards out and think, wow, that's impressive, even though I'm not interested in playing it myself. And if I had any initial doubts about XL being an eSport, I mean, as you've just pointed out, it still comes down to APM, <laughs> which, is, which is wild when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Are you, are you a, a, a quickman? No, not at all. Um, I mainly type with just my index fingers. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. What about um, like your reflexes and stuff, the old video grams? Uh, my reflexes aren't bad. Um, yeah, my I guess uh, my typing and clicking accuracy accuracy is the is the issue. Uh, they're not great. I can't shoot for piss. That's my terrible <laughs> secret. It's, uh, I always really like first person shooters, but I'm just. I think I got into my 30s and just decided to make peace with the fact I'm not very good at them and there are many other things in life to enjoy. Yeah. I mean, you can be in, especially in like Battle Royale games these days, you can be good at, um, I guess, your, your movement and your positioning and your uh, what, what's called game sense, like intuition about what's going to happen next. You can be good at that and that'll get you quite far, even if you're not great at shooting. Actually, it's the same with... Um Age of Empires, funnily enough, there's this um, yep. like really old school player called Doubt who's been playing since 1999 when it made sense, and like he's still doing it professionally, and he's quite an old man, so he's very slow, but his game sense <laughs> is absolutely unparalleled because he's just lived Age of Empires, you know, like yeah. Gollum in his cave. So <laughs> it's yeah, that's. I always find that a really interesting one in esports, actually, because it's like he's, sort of... he's not the man. He's not the man who's practiced a thousand kicks. He's the man who's practiced one kick a thousand times. Yeah, is that, is that what you're saying? Oh, where's that Aphrodite? Is that a football Aphrodite? I think that's Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee. Ah, <laughs> uh, nature's footballers. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh... Oh, if you had to, okay, if you had to devote the rest of your life to getting good at one game. And that is it. That is your oh. entire allotment oh. of games. Oh, that's hard to tell because the the games I get like most competitive in are the ones which also piss me off the most. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the problem, though, isn't it? If it's if you got a competitive yeah. drive, it's because it gets you antsy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess what game do you have maybe- the potential to be the best at? Uh, I'm not terrible at um, Team Fortress 2. Um, or like all the Titanfall games. I was pretty decent in Titanfall. But even so, like, there, sometimes you watch someone like on Twitch and they're just levels and levels above. And it's like, how, how do you do that? How <laughs> do you do that? But it's still fun to watch because that's the, nat- that's the nature of a good spectator game. Yeah, Titanfall's another banger, actually. Mm, might be... Would it, would it be hard to follow... You've got it's only six v six. Um, I don't know actually, because like I've struggled watching Overwatch before, which is six v six. Yeah, but then I have a broken mind. O- so o- Overwatch does have a lot of like very complex like interplay with you know you got all the hero abilities and ultimates and ultimate timings and. Oh yeah, there's a lot of clocks you've got to keep going in your head all the time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. With Titanfall, I guess it's only really like when do you when does everyone get a Titan? Oh. Did it was it did I dream this or did you say the other week there's gonna be a Titanfall three? I definitely did not say that because <laughs> Oh good news, because I'm it, dreaming about you giving Titanfall if that, announcements. If, if that did if that did happen, uh I'd be a, I'd be a very happy man. But no, I I don't have that. I just have uh, Fortnite esports. <laughs> oh well, apparently. back to reality. Yeah, back to reality, I suppose. And um, I guess uh, back to what we've been playing this week. You know, oh, your segues. I tell you what, Alice needs to do some uh, do some studying with you. They're good segues. Oh, thank you, Nate. Um, what have I been playing? Let's, let's crack open Steam. I've still got Hearthstone lodged in my throat like a fucking fish bone, but I'm prizing it out. So a bit less of that, thank goodness. 
Um, just getting steam another, and see if I've another actually pop, something else. Another popular eSport, I believe, Hearthstone, or was. Definitely was, wasn't it? But I used to watch quite a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what I haven't been playing, but I really want to, is Darkest Dungeon 2, because that's out now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't actually What's played it? anything but Hearthstone this week, which is which is gross. But I did have a long think about Darkest Dungeon. I've not re- I've not really been following it. Um, like, what, what's what's the deal? Did you play the first one? No. So um, it is. Do you, do you remember Mike Mignola, who did the Hellboy comics way back in the day? Oh, it rings the, a bell. That art style, which is like super dichotomized tone with just like really saturate well like dark saturated colors yeah, and then just yeah. black and really blocky character designs it's great stuff it's it it's basically that art style um and it's very sort of ott medieval fantasy grim dark um i guess kind of the dark souls of <laughs> turn-based battle dungeon crawlers i suppose it's very good it's got a very good narrator which seems an odd thing to praise it for but those who know will yeah. know um but yeah it's i guess it's so it's so charming that it keeps me coming back to it despite the fact it's got an unplayably grindy mid-game um, oh, like I have yeah. never ever gotten even to the late stage of a run once because I always get bored without fail. And every time I talk to people who, who've played as well, this this turns out to be the case. Um, and yet we still love the game um, just on vibes. So if um, if the sequel can <laughs> sort that out, well, that, that'd be quite exciting. Okay, yeah, it's interesting. That the the middle part of a game is like always the absolute worst part for it to get terrible. Yeah, right. It, because it, it it lets you like put a decent amount of time investment into it, and then it hits you with the bad news. Yeah. What have you What have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing uh, Wavetail, which is a Windows port of a Google Stadia game, uh, rescued from the the wreckage. Of, Were of that Stadia. actual Google Stadia games? It, exclusives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Um. So it's kind of Wavetail is a kind of I describe it as a mid kind of like a mid two thousands three D platformer mixed with um, like open world exploration thingamajigs. Um, the world it's set in is almost entirely flooded except for these tiny little islands, um, which is where all the platforming happens. And your main way of getting about is, and I'm going to try and explain this as best I can, riding a shadowy, slightly fishy humanoid creature. Um, who <laughs> kind of like exists just under the surface of the sea and kind of mirrors your actions, but it, if you if you hold down um, if you hold down a button, you can zip around on top of them uh, like a self-propelling surfboard. So I could imagine that either being really, really cool and interesting or deeply creepy. Wh- which way do they steer that one? It's oh no, it's very it's very cute and chill kind of game. Okay, um, good. Despite the. <laughs> Now all I can think of is the the David Hasselhoff bit in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, um, where he becomes a self, where David Hasselhoff <laughs> becomes a self-propelling surfboard. <laughs> David well, Hasselhoff is not in, in the past. David Hasselhoff is not in this game, to my knowledge. Um, but yeah, it's um, is I, he I'm in any games? Hasselhoff. Yeah. Good, good question. Actually, I'm thinking now. I mean, it just seems by the law it of... It might be in the official SpongeBob SquarePants movie game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's perfectly like pleasurable to just surf around over the waves. Um, you can charge up jumps and grapple hook through these little boost devices to build up momentum. Um, it strikes a very good balance between being like relaxing, but also letting you go fast and do tricks, which is, I imagine is quite a tricky balance to strike is it what i'd call like a skate park experience where you're basically just there to muck around or is it quite compelling in well whatever it's tasking you with doing uh there's a uh i think reasonably compelling story just a short one like maybe like four hours ish um yeah it's a it's what i describe as cozy (laughs) post-apocalypse genre um (laughs) 
I, I was visiting a friend at the weekend. He said something that really, it seemed so basic until I thought about it. And it was, it's absolutely the case. Um, I can't remember what game he was talking about. But he said, like, I really, you know, I really miss underwhelming games. Like, not like bad ones, but where it's just like, yeah, three hours of your life and then there's nothing more to do with it. Uh, and he said, I'm, I'm really tired of, what was he said? Um, games that are trying to sort of force me into a long-term commitment. No, uh, I feel I I feel like that too. I absolutely feel like that. I'm like, there's a, there's a part of my life where I'd, I'd see like, a, oh, a single player game takes like 24 hours to finish. I'm like, yes. But now it's just like, no, I can't, I can't, I, I don't want to commit that much. Right? It's, yeah. that's a but long like, time. I know. Um so like three, three or four hours is. I'm not saying like well, that's the only the only way to go now, but it was for for this game, and for me in this in this very specific context was just uh, And yeah, it's uh, very cozy, very relaxed, uh, nice pastel coloured. Uh, it's like lineless cartoon style. Oh yeah. Uh, with some like hand drawn looking facial expressions which don't re which aren't really like animated per se um uh, they they just like they just like snap change <laughs> to a different facial animation um but yeah wavetail uh it's pretty pretty chill and it, and it's nice it's nice that um it's nice that the pc and i think it might have come out on consoles as well it was nice to kind of i guess rescue games which were exclusive to Stadia and would have and would have otherwise been rendered unplayable. Yeah, I was really surprised when you said that actually because I hadn't realised it was that was something they were even going for. I thought it was just literally a way of playing games on other machines, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess so. I, Stadia was a bit distinct from a lot of cloud services, and they were also selling you hardware. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I guess they need, on I guess you know, the no way of doing it. To sell hardware, you've got to have exclusives. <laughs> Madness. Did you ever have a go with a Stadia? No, I didn't. I actually, <laughs> I recently bought um, off eBay a Stadia controller because they um, they basically enabled Bluetooth on it after Stadia shut down, um, which thus makes them suitable for use on PC. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so I bought one off, I bought one off um, eBay just to try one out. It's actually pretty decent. But no, I never, I never used stadia when it was alive is there still even like a use case for something like stadia that works or is it just something that the moment has passed for I, I, i've got to admit i never really got it i so i i'm not into card gaming um i like i like owning like my own hardware and playing playing stuff locally yeah um what i've what i've heard from people who do use it is that it's nice to i guess play Play like the latest and greatest games on good settings without having to buy a load of expensive PC kit and then build it and then maintain it themselves. Yeah. Um, and the like the quality, it's not it's not dead on what you get playing it locally on a nice on a you know a nice monitor, but it's it's all right. And the the input lag isn't really a big a big deal. Um, yeah. So yeah, as a kind of relatively cheap way of playing PC games. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think has its has its merits. So someone may still get it right one day. Yeah, um, uh, G GeForce Now is decent. Um, I, d I don't know if you've ever. Seen... Oh no, is, is that like a was that a Stadia competitor or? Uh, kind of. Um, you, with, with GeForce Now, you essentially rent um, an Nvidia powered PC somewhere. Um, that's is essentially yours, and you can play games on it, and um, you you can choose like the I guess the level of graphics card you want in it. Um, so every now and again they'll add like you know they added like thirty series cards, and then recently they started adding forty series cards. Um, and yeah, if you just want for playing paying like a relatively small su subscription fee once a month is way way cheaper than actually buying. Just just one of those cards by itself. Never mind the rest of the PC and the monitor. Yeah, that honestly that. sounds pretty solid. So yeah, um, it's, it's not it's not for me, but I, I can see the point of it definitely. Why is it not? Because is that because you want like the proper power of the beasts? 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's that's okay to want the power of the beasts. I like yeah, the power of beasts. I like how it's you know it, uh, built with my own fair hands. Ah, oh, you are you a, a a computer blacksmith? <laughs> I forgot the. Is there a word for somebody who makes computers? Builder. I, I mean, I prefer I prefer Smith or some variant of. Yeah, should we go for computer P- blacksmith? Do you want to be computer that computer blacksmith or PC Smith? No, computer blacksmith is better. Yeah. It just okay. Yeah, cool, I'll, I'll ask I'll ask Catherine if I can change my job title to from nice. hardware editor to PC blacksmith. Actually, it sounds like a website in itself. What PC blacksmith? Yeah. For run by very confused uh, medieval time travelers. <laughs> They, they, they hate everything about the modern world except this one specific thing that lets yeah, them play. fucking love PC gaming. <laughs> lets them play CSGO at 200 FPS. Yeah, because there's always the assumption, isn't it, that like, medieval people would be sort of baffled and frightened by modernity. But what if they just like were absolute fiends for Counter-Strike? <laughs> what then? <laughs> Rinsing um, the Olympics. <laughs> The, uh, the the Normandy team at the Esports Olympics next month. Going to tear it up. Oh, yeah. Since we're kind of talking about hardware, um, I, might try and, I might now sneakily transition to a good day to wear hard. Oh, yeah. It's almost and, been a sort of good day to wear hard special. It's really? like, yeah. Let's, let's have more. Fill me with beans. Let's have more. Well, well... <laughs> Um, we're going. We're actually going away from the Wild West this week, all the way to Hong Kong, okay. specifically uh, to the Hong Kong uh, Customs Office, where authorities have recently seized um, a car belonging to two gentlemen who are attempting to smuggle several dozen old graphics cards and a number of live lobsters. Do you know what? I was going to question you using the term gentleman, but no further questions. <laughs> they are um, gentlemen. Yeah, what yeah. The, uh, um, what was the deal there? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I honestly don't know. This, we, we only know this because of a statement, um, a press release put out by um, the Hong Kong Customs Authority. Uh, saying, you know, we we have recently <laughs> seized a car. There there, there are photos. Um, I'll, I'll I'll put the link in the show notes um, of this tiny car stuffed with very badly concealed boxes <laughs> of, of ancient graphics cards from like 2014 and live lobsters. That I mean, I there's so much to love about that. I, I mean, so so Nate, you 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 kind of occupy that Venn diagram between. Um, PC PC gamer and marine life enthusiast. I what, have actually. Do you have any theories as to well. why? I do. Um, so I used to order crayfish from Germany, um, and there's a very, very, very silly law in this country that because um, this is as right wing as I get. Okay, so everyone take a deep breath. Okay. Um, I, I I think this is a very silly law. Because people used to release foreign crayfish into streams that were invasive and they outcompeted the British one. But I think the government should mind its own business and, and, and trust the crayfish expertise of uh, the enthusiastic amateur. So yeah, okay. that's my big libertarian stand. But uh, as a result, I used to illegally import crayfish. Um, <laughs> And they came from a German firm, and they used to, um, the package used to say they were diodes. <laughs> so, weirdly, okay. like, maybe this is a well-known sort of Hong Kong best practice. So maybe they were, maybe they were never going to actually, like, sell on the graphics cards. They just wanted the boxes to hide the lobsters in? Yeah, this is it. Is that- it might have just been some old garbage no one wanted, but it's, it's all about the vitamin L. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, and, you know, fair, fair play for coming out in favour of the massive American crayfish that killed all of our ones. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they are delicious, actually. They are, they, are better, they are better to eat, I understand. Yeah. I mean, not that that, you know, I'm not like the bloody affront in Ian and Banks, like finding the most evil tank possible. Um, oh, they're better animals. <laughs> they taste better. Um, but... 
Yeah, but it's a funny one. Like, I think it probably is a sensible law because there's always going to be fools. You can't trust there not to be fools. And that's yeah. why we can't have nice things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess this also took me back to the, uh, this like graphics card smuggling story took me back to the anti-Halcyon days of 2020 <laughs> to 2022 when you just could not get uh, a reasonably priced graphics card anywhere. And there were, in fact, a series of heists and smuggling operations involving graphics cards. For real? Nothing around this time. Yeah, there was, um, there was a warehouse theft in Russia that got caught on CCTV, uh, people nicking graphics cards. Uh, a bunch of in- NVIDIA cards were stolen from a truck in the US. Um, and there's actually one occasion, um, again, in Hong Kong, where the local constabulary seized about 300 graphics cards from uh, smugglers then. So was uh, that all because they are Cryptoroonies? Yeah, Cryptoroonies crypt- combined with... Um, like Nvidia and AMD were having uh, like production problems at the time due to like part shortages and you know the pandemic. Um, so there was a, this is like massive demand and pretty much no like n- nowhere near enough supply. Did um, you say that the um, the sort of horrendous crypto basting on graphics cards had, had sort of eased up now? Well, yeah, this is what. So what's weird about this latest story, besides the fact that they were also smuggling lobsters, um, is that unlike all those other examples, when it was all like current generation, like new, brand new, shiny graphics cards, um, these guys were allegedly carrying old workstation GPUs that launched in 2014. So I may have to re-examine my belief that the GPU market has largely gone back to normal because... There must surely be such high demand that someone somewhere would be willing to pay for a carload of ancient NVIDIA Quadro cards. I mean, how good are they, even those old ones? Uh, I mean, you could probably do stuff like, I don't know, Fortnite if you're going to the Olympics, or some like Valorant, um, a a decent tick. Do you think they were working on like a primitive sort of Warhammer server tour? Like combining the lobsters <laughs> with the graphics cards to make like a cheaper, like breedable solution to both. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the only logical explanation. I mean, I, I I always thought like tech priests have a vaguely crustaceous face. They've got big, like, big the de- like, the, like the dead. They've got like the dead eyes and the like. And like Belisarius Cool and those lads have got all the snipple snapple, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Really, okay. Well, really legs. between 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 that or the the diodes cover up, um, I think we've I think we solved that mystery. Wow, so, Alice would be proud solving mysteries. That's her favorite yeah, thing. Yeah. Good, good for us, and she's not even here to enjoy it with us. Would you so, like to? Um, would you like to come up to the tower? Oh, I'd be I'd be delighted to, Nate. Come on up. I right, will do. Staircase climbing noises. Staircase climbing noises. <laughs> Welcome to the tower. Uh, mm. I okay. Apologies, this repeat. I couldn't remember. Had we actually played a good old traditional standard game, Sweeten the Deal? Uh, did we do, do that on know, the first episode, or did um, we not? I don't think we did. No, the first episode was when I got my like USB hands and oh, and in key, which case, you want to the Sweeten the Deal? Uh, yeah, sure, let's do it. Yes, it's like playing uh, Hangman when the teacher's off. Right. Um, do, do, do you want to uh, restate the rules for yeah. anyone unfamiliar? Okay, so the way you play Sweet in the Deal uh, is you start off by agreeing or proposing an experience the other person would not want to have. Um, and then agreeing a reasonable sum of money that you would have to offer them in in order to to, to do that thing. Um, okay. So, for example, you know, would you eat 100 bees uh, and you'd say only for, you know, 200 pounds or whatever. And then my objective would be to get you, to offer you concessions to, like, make the experience more palatable. Okay. But each one of them knocks uh, some money off the, the bounty you're given. 
And my objective in the end is to get you to a place where you're you're seeking to pay for the terrible thing you did not want in the first place. Okay, so so you, you're trying to add so many concessions that it goes like you you go into the black exactly. From, I it's, see. It's like the idea of the ship of Theseus meets the apprentice. <laughs> um, Are you going to do a Lord Sugar voice? All right then. Oh, that's just a sort of roaring. <laughs> no. um, so, uh, I okay. I'll give you one of the classics because I think this always produces good games. This one. Um, I'm going to offer you the opportunity to sleep uh, in Kennington Underground Station in London, uh, or to spend 24 hours a day there for one month. Uh, what what am I going to need to pay you to do that? What when you say spend twenty four hours a day there for one month? Do you mean spend an entire month there, like twenty? Actually, 7? that would be a way more human way to say it, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that versus one night. I think I'll just take the one night. Oh no, no, sorry. I uh, the the offer is to uh, to spend a month month down there. Oh okay. Oh and now, oh, now oh, we need to right. work out what your your price oh sorry is yes. That. Now, oh, don't highball f- it too much because it can it can send things skewy a bit. But uh, you know, okay. don't, don't say it's a cheap either. For a month, um, I mean, it's London. It's London rent, so it's not going to be cheap. You no know, one's uh, charging you rent. Eight hundred pounds. Eight hundred pounds. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we'll presume you can get leave from work. Okay. Yeah. To do to do the, the Kennington challenge. So okay. Um you're allowed to trip up one tourist a day. <laughs> but you're only gonna be paid six hundred pounds. And when I say aloud, like literally only gods could punish you. <laughs> uh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take that. I live in London. Um <laughs> Okay, right. Um off to a good start. So, okay, you're only going to get paid £400, but every day a random B-list celebrity will come in to have a half-hour chat with you, and it will be someone from a field you're interested in. Oh, uh, I mean, that, that, that sounds interesting, to be honest. Um, could it, could it, would it be a different one each time? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take that, for sure. Okay, so with that... Down to 400, yeah? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Michael Caine cooks you a roast dinner every night. <laughs> but you're only going to be paid 100. Oh. Oh. That's a big That's a big step down. That being said, that would mean I eat more home-cooked food than I currently do. <laughs> Uh, see this is it it's beginning to look like a good lifestyle and you know the the honor of having it made by actor michael kane oh wait though didn't he turn racist or something no did he oh no i might be thinking of a character he played which (laughs) see michael kane oh i don't know Mm. oh i think he really liked brexit didn't he which i don't need to fame michael kane but he does seem like a kind who would come out and say like Oh yeah, Brexit's great, or it's a shame we can't strike women anymore. Or, yeah, wow. Okay, suddenly he's not looking so good, is he? Okay. Um, oh, bum, bum I mean, the, my part. I mean, do you want Kevin Spacey as well? You know. <laughs> I mean the uh, the 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 real the real prize here is a roast dinner, right? Yeah, I think we're going um, on that. Okay, it's not Michael Caine. It's Alfred the Butler from Christopher Nolan's Batman films. The real character oh, okay. has come to life. <laughs> uh, I mean, he probably makes a really good roast dinner. Um, oh, yeah. He's a butler, isn't he? And yeah, what's it called? So it, I'd be losing £300. So that's like £10 a day. But you but that's you you couldn't get a good roast dinner in London for £10 or less. So I think, yeah, that's, actu- I think that's actually a good deal. I'm going to take that. Okay, so you're getting £100 for the whole shebang now? Yeah. Okay. 
Do it for 10 quid. Bane's there as well. And he's your mate. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, he's just there to intimidate me. Yeah. Um, no, he's like always mate. gassing you up and saying, Rrr, you sold that crossword very admirably. It's a good time. <laughs> um, it would be nice to have some company um, besides the, the, the rotating minor celebrities and, Alf, and occasional Alfred the butler. Do you think Bane would freak uh, you out, though? Would Bane freak me out? I think after a few days I'd get used to him. Can you ever truly get used to Bane? It's one of the big questions. <laughs> I mean, the, the, oh, ha, wh- which Bane is it? Is it also the Christopher Nolan Bane? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Otherwise that's, he'd get spooked by Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's relatively tame. If it was like the... Arkham Asylum Bane. Oh yeah, or he's, in, he's a or indeed any of the comic Spains where it's just a, a massive man in a luchador <laughs> mask. No, um, it's, a, it's a massive man in a sort of weird metal baboon mask. <laughs> I've, i I think I could tolerate Tom Hardy, um, bald Tom Hardy. But uh, it would be Bane. Like, yeah, you couldn't yeah, convince yeah. him to break kayfabe and become Tom Hardy, <laughs> even if it was Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's a yeah. method actor. Damn it. Okay. okay. So uh, would you, would you uh, I might, I might take you just to have some protection. Maybe Kennington is on the northern line, so it's a bit rough. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, ooh, ten pounds. But I get a load of roast dinners. I get to meet some of my minor heroes, I guess. Uh, and I get to have a minor revenge on a tourist. So. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll, I'll I'll take that. Okay, and if you're willing to pay fifty quid for the whole experience, I'll give you access to a toilet. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Oh god! Oh, I didn't I didn't even consider the toilet situation. Destroyed in seconds. Oh man! Oh, that's when 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 you first described this, I was like, "There's no way he's going to make me pay to have like an awful experience." <laughs> and that, and oh, and you it's a good game, engineered isn't it? it. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, put that oh, man. the game Olympics. Would you throw in some kind of? It doesn't have to be a nice one, but some kind of makeshift shower, uh, along with the toilet. Yeah, it can be just like a bag that collects rainwater from the surface. Yeah, you know but, what? I've already I've already won the game. I will give you that act of grace like an emperor on a victory lap. Okay. Okay. Enjoy Kennington. 50 quid. <laughs> Thank you. <Hartley. laughs> oh man, that's that's real. you probably got me there. It's a uh, 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 that's a, de- a devious game indeed. It really is. But you'll know next time. They they'll toilet gambit. Yeah, yeah. As, that's my fault, you know. I should have, I should have asked questions. Should have done journalism. Alice will chuckle when she hears about that. I nearly got her with the toilet gambit the second time we played, but she's she's a crafty goose. Oh, really? Uh, I guess. Uh, oh no, recommendations. Oh yeah. We have recommendations to make. Nate, what is your recommendation of the week? Have you seen RRR? No, but everyone keeps telling me I should see it. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. RRR yeah, so is perfect. Th- so this is this is the 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 Bolly is it the Bollywood? Action? Yeah, no. yeah. It's 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 action film. It's it's the RRR genre. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's stellar. It's the most engaging, entertaining thing I've ever seen on a screen. No, I'm not saying the best, but like yeah. totally glued to it. Uh, astounded. Uh, I, I seem to remember an American reviewer after seeing it last year said they now knew how the people saw when seeing that original footage of a train hurtling towards the screen. <laughs> that is, that's that's the level of majesty we're talking about it's, here. It evokes the kind of like very elemental. Uh, yeah, it's just things you've never seen feeling before. inside Wonders, you. you know? yeah. <laughs> um, I won't say anything more about it because I went in blind and I think it's actually perfect. So, yeah, 
It's like okay. three hours long, so have a wee first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, then get yourself sorted out. It's amazing. Okay. You um, will become an Indian nationalist. Uh, wh- where is it on streaming? Yeah, I think it's on um, Netflix, in fact. Okay, brilliant. Uh, so my recommendation this week, um, I have another food and drink one. Um, it is Hoogstraten Strawberries. Um, so I recently I recently took a blood test, which informed me that I have high uh, blood glucose. So I've been trying to cut down on sweets. Yeah. Um, only I've, and I just ended up replacing them with strawberries. Um, so whenever whenever I want a chocolate bar, I just have like a punnet of a whole punnet of strawberries. <laughs> um, and of of the various strawberries I've had recently, um, Hoogstraten strawberries, which I which are a Belgian brand. Um, these are these are by far the best. They are the the plumpest, the juiciest, and the reddest strawberries that you may well ever eat. Wow. Uh, I don't know what those Belgians are doing to their strawberries, but they are bloody good strawberries. Are they better than the little tiny... You know those little Alpen strawberries? Oh, I, oh, I'm not a big fan of little strawberries, though. I, I want them... I like them round and big. But they often don't have a lot of sweetness. Do you mean to tell me that these are large and sweet? Yeah, yeah. And juicy. Christ strawberry. I know. Um... Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Don't know what they're doing with them. Um, They might be, they might be some kind of like GMO Franken strawberry. But I don't care. I don't care because they're delicious. Um, And you can you can get them in some shops. I think I don't know which ones would rather be stopped than be also also buy them online. Where can I get them online? uh, Imagine that you can't hear me typing. On a mechanical keyboard. Imagine you uh, just didn't hear me vape, forgetting we were recording. <laughs> uh, so you can get them from andrewsgreengrocers.co.uk. They are three ninety nine for a kilo. Um, I think in Sainsbury's they're normally about two pound for five hundred grams. So that's I think a perfectly reasonable price for a good fruit. Uh, absolutely, fruit, yeah, for quality strawberries. There you go. A cracking one for the start of summer. Yeah. Right. I think we've made it to the end of a We navigated the Siege Perilous. We did it. This low Alice edition of the podcast. Yeah, I hope Um, uh, hope she's doing well. But it was nice to nice to serve with you. Indeed. And uh, yeah, so thank you thank you for thank you for joining me, Nate, and thank you, listener, for for joining season two, episode fifteen of the Electronic Wireless Show, slightly different this time. But what hasn't changed is you can still find Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok by searching Rock Paper Shotgun. You can also join the official RPS Discord, which has channels dedicated to podcast chat, uh, what's going on on the site, or just general games and game-related things. Uh, link in the show notes for that. And I believe the usual ending line is, for all your PC gaming needs, go to rockpapershotgun.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. Was that the, was that the, uh, the, the yellow? Oh, it was, oh, it was oh, ma- yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. All oh, right, I thought you were doing, like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great song, bow, bow. The sun. Bow, bow. The moon. Uh, yeah, so until next week, um, it is goodbye from me. And goodbye from Nate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.